All right. Monday, October 5th, 6.30 p.m. here at Rusty Hook's Bait and Tackle Shop. Located in, uh, what's the address here? 4070 Charlotte Highway, Lake Wiley, South Carolina. Uh, we are live for Rusty Hook's Live. Back here in the back studios of... Uh, What's this technically called? The Fishing Liars Lounge? Is that what it is? Uh, my dad calls it the Fishtails Lounge. Fishtails Lounge? Close enough. So we're live. Uh, Shane's not here with us tonight. Um, he is down at the... Uh, probably the ever-tough Santee Cooper chain of lakes right now, which is Lake Marion and Lake Moultrie. Yep. Uh, getting ready for the, the Elite Series tournament coming up this week. Um, so we should be an interesting one down there uh, give us a few minutes for everybody else to get joined up here um, I'm going to share it everywhere and we do it I can do it okay. so we got a lot to cover tonight uh, a lot in the fishing world anyways as far as tournaments go so I guess we need to start first off though um, so last week Jody Wright was here with Catcher Lures. That's correct. Um, sorry I was not here. I was on an overnight stay with work, so I was bundled up in a hotel room. Uh, but anyways, uh, I understand Jody had a giveaway for us, and uh, I'm sorry, David, I can't read my writing now. Terry Herman. Terry Herman. Terry Herman won that. So Terry, uh, get in contact with the store. David can get you fixed up for that. That's yep. And we will get you going from there. So what all was in that? Do you remember? Six swim jigs. Six swim jigs. Are they all the same? And way? some stickers. No, half ounce and three eighths. Okay. Um I think it's white or ice, stump knocker and green pumpkin. Gotcha. Since it's coming into what everybody calls jig season, even though you can throw a jig year round. Yeah, I've never uh I've never fished with Jody's stuff. You should try it sometime. Are we uh, getting any traction tonight? I think so. Up to fifteen or so viewers. Um yeah, so we don't have anything crazy to talk about tonight, but I mean, the only thing in the industry that really happened this past week, I guess, Major League Fishing announced that they are going to merge with FLW. They absorbed FLW. Absorbed. Is, that how, <laughs> is that how they wrote it? Well, that's not, not necessarily how they wrote it, but it's definitely what happened. So they, uh, from now on, they will be known as Major League Fishing Big Five, is the way I understand it. So that will be, instead of MLFLW, is what it was before. Now it will be Major League Fishing Big Five. So the uh, the way I understand it is anything with the Big Five logo on it will be five fish limits. So your uh, BFLs, um, I guess it's still called the Toyota Series. Those types of things will still be they'll be noted as Big Five. But anything underneath the Major League Fishing logo will be catch, weigh, and release, like it has been in the 
past years. Um, I guess we can probably get Britt on here sooner or later and uh, get him to confirm that for us. But anyway, so a lot of tournaments will happen in this past week. Um, the cat, this is kind of odd to say this, it being October, but the cat spring championship. Spring final. Spring final yeah. was this past weekend on Wiley. Um, I understand it was a, a real slugfest out there. What it take to win? A whopping 10, 10 something. 10 something. I 1089, was, Joe I, Hansel. I wasn't there. I was down on watering, getting ready for the CBC. Uh, yeah, so 1089, and Joe Hansel won that. Did you guys? Did you guys sponsor that event at all? Or we did, um, but with COVID, everything got jacked up. So Brett and I kind of just put everything on hold. And, gotcha. Um, we're gonna shoot to try to get things started back up in the spring. Hopefully. There's a fall cat start too, right? October seventeenth. Okay. Hopefully, these fish will kind of reposition themselves a little bit better by then, and won't be in between. There are fish moving right now. There are. No one. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fish are starting to make the move out on Wiley, but uh, until they make the move, it's still it's tough. Is it? Yeah, I haven't been on Wiley in a long time. You can catch a bunch of short fish. Spotted bass? Or are they everywhere? I didn't catch or? a spotted bass. We caught largemouth. Okay. Um, there are people saying that um, they're they're catching a lot more spots, but give it time. Well, hopefully it will. Uh, you say give it time, the spots will take over. Is that what you're saying? I. Uh, they're gonna take. I mean, it's we're we're past that point. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna start to take over certain things. Um, I definitely think you might see a big shift to largemouth using creeks more than the days of going and catching big largemouth on the main lake. I have to figure out how to catch them again. Then I don't really leave the main lake. <laughs> that's well, and see, that's my yeah. I'm with you, but it's. Uh, we're we're in for some interesting times, to say the least. Well, I was going through our archive here uh, not too long ago, and like episode twenty one or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's pretty fitting that Joey was on here. I'm sorry, yeah, Jody was on here just last week because don't you have a one v one with him in not, October? Not well. He wants a. He wants a shot. Jason Land is, uh, he's up next, but I got to get, Shane's got to get back. And right now, uh, he can come on, but it ain't fun. We might just have to go to MLF style. MLF style? <laughs> yeah. No size limit? No size limit. No just weigh him and throw him back. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot Jason was on deck. We haven't talked about it in a while. Is it going to be out here? That's what we said. Okay. I'm kind of starting to want to rethink that, but I don't know. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. The fish are, like I said, they're just starting to make the move. I think it'll be fun, hopefully. Hopefully could be fun coming up soon. Gotcha. Um, well, it should uh, – I'm trying to, to remember um, – when is Chickamauga? Is it next week or is it the week after? It's I think it's next week. 
Okay. So you're at least two weeks out. I thought it was back to back to back with nah. the elites. Lake Fork doesn't happen until November. But what I'm saying is, is Gunnersville, Santee, and Chick were all. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you're probably right. I know they were trying to squeeze them in. Which, while we're on that, so Santee's this week, Chickamauga is next. Uh, I got an email today from Bass. I was signed up to do the marshaling event. Yeah, they deleted they deleted marshals today, didn't they? Yep, I got the notification today that there will be no marshaling. So I was really looking forward to that. I, I, I've never done that before. And uh, I fish Santee a lot. Uh, but I think it would be cool to uh, to have gotten in the boat with one of those, you know, elite level guys and see how they how they break the lake down. Yeah. Lake Hickory Winter Trail starts uh November seventh. Jason Quinn said they're starting to make the move where? He wants you to explain. Um I think they're making the move through the dam, hopefully to restock watery, <laughs> but I'll be able to confirm that next year. Jason. I hope that's a fitting answer for what you're asking. Um, we need to get Jason on here. Jason, and I have talked about it. He think said he, he said when the, down here? he said when the time's right, he might okay jump on. All right, the time hasn't been right, so we'll see. We'll, well see cat, what happens. The catfish are biting, so well, he I, might be tied up for a while. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. But anyway, what's uh? Yeah, so back to all the tournament trails. So the cat had an event on Norman as well. Uh, and that was on, was that Saturday or Sunday? Because they had the Toyota Series up there too. Cats was Sunday. Okay, so they fished on Sunday after the lake had been pounded for three days. Well, but it's been pounded for ten two years. weeks. <laughs> well, uh, set aside ten the last couple of years. It's to, I mean, you, got, you had the big bass the week before. Yeah. Then you roll right into a, a Toyota Series. And then, and then they, before that, we had the BFL Super Tournament. Yeah, so it's it's a constant pounding. Yeah, so it only took nine, like nine and a quarter pounds. So Corey Stone and Nick Williams won that. Uh, the day before, the Toyota Series wrapped up, and uh, former elite pro Troy Morrow, he was a league guy, wasn't he? I think he fishes the FLW Tour. FLW Tour. Yeah. Uh, uh, Troy Morrow won that. Uh, he had 32 pounds and three ounces for a three-day total. I read the write-up on it, um, and it sounded well. He made it sound like he caught most of the fish on a shaky head. So I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but that's what he said. And our local David Williams wrapped up the Angler of the Year. So congratulations on that, David. Um, and he won big fish the second day for a whopping thirty-something dollars. Thirty-four dollars. Yeah, I'd like to get an explanation as to how that prize money's configured. <laughs> uh, but then again, if you look at all of the payouts for FLW, BFLs, and the the Toyota Series stuff, it's kind of goober-ish, so to speak. I pay attention to it. Uh, look at it. Do the math sometime. You might be mind-blown at, at how much money is doesn't go back to the fishermen how much money is out there well i think hammer i think he had big fish at uh hartwell and one of whopping 96 dollars 96 dollars or 76 it's less than it was, 100 it was less than 100 bucks yeah it's not much which uh, i don't know 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, changes underneath the, the new logo. Um, yeah, so the Elites was this past week as well. I made a lot of tournaments this past week and a half. There's Well, but everybody's trying to make up COVID. Yeah, I you guess know, so. We're, we're hopefully opening up. I know South Carolina is and North Carolina's finally made it to phase three, I think, um, on opening. So I know a lot of tournaments are trying to – To get caught up from their schedules from the spring. Make up ground. Yeah. So Frank the Tank Tally won on Gunnersville. And uh, his four four day total was sixty four pounds and three ounces, which that's even low. that's low. That's that is low. They, there was a big uh, Spro Frog tournament out there Saturday, but well, I, well, I don't know that it was only Frog though. It wasn't. I don't. I think it was just a Spro event. It okay. may have only been Frog. I'm, somebody can confirm that. But still, that's only twelve boats that's left on the Elite Day for Saturday. So. Uh, Everywhere is tough right now. I mean, in my opinion, the fall is the toughest time of the year for me, anyways. I I don't. I think it. I think it varies from year to year due to stability. Yeah. Is uh, Wiley done turning over? Wiley is kind of mid turnover, I would say. I mean, there's there's good water. There's bad water. There's really and truly most of all of it's bad water. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of dead out there. I did I noticed there were some fish. There were more fish up shallow this week than there were the week before. Okay. A lot of smaller fish up shallow. I haven't seen a big fish in a long time out there. Well, I haven't been out there in a long time either, but uh, you're not missing anything. Yeah. Uh there might be some big fish waiting on CBC on watery, but the lake level is so low. That place is going to fish really small. It would be my prediction on that. Watery always fishes small. Well, it is small, period. But um, that one's going to be tough, I would think. Uh, the Palmetto Boat Trail Championship fished this past week as well. That was a three-day event on Lake Hartwell. Um, uh, Johnny Parker and I, we qualified for it, but Parker was fishing the Toyota Series event, and I ran out of vacation days, so I could not fish it. It's a three-day event. It might have to take the whole week off for practice, and I just I couldn't swing it. Everything getting piled up in October, I wasn't able to do it. No, you got to pick your battles. Yep. So uh, Derek Bridges and David, I guess that's White, won that tournament with 3909. Um, I Which did not is know. pretty solid for yeah, two days. Well, it, it took. Uh, I'm trying to think the Toyotas or the Bassmaster Open that was down there the week before at Patrick Walters won. Um, what do you have? Like 32 and change or something like that? 33 and change? Jamie Rampey almost came back and ran him down from 10th place the last day. He had the biggest bag of the tournament. Like 16 pounds or something remember, like that. I don't remember what what it took to win that but again no you see there that fall the dead period in september yeah is kind of starting to ease up yeah. some places can't say that for norman though well the uh the two-day event on norman it took 16 pounds was leading the first day chris Baumgartner had that and then uh I'm trying to remember 
uh, what it took to win that tournament. It's like 34 pounds, right? I can't remember who won it now. Um, or uh, uh, Brian, Brian Morgan, Morgan won it. Yeah. I still. Every time I hear that name, I have to laugh at old Captain Hook. Good evening, Sean Winters. Are you related to him? Yeah, that's my, well, it's cousin. Your cousin? Yeah, well, my dad's cousin. I guess it'd make it my second cousin. I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> it's family. That's all I know. I see my father's jumped on here. Yeah, our biggest fan. Well, mama, is Mama on here? That's our biggest fan. Little Sean. Is that Sean they're, they're, they're having a family discussion on our podcast. Maybe you should jump on there. Nah, I'm good. Let them fight it out. <laughs> let them let them have their moment to catch up. Okay, so CBC Watery, you were down there this weekend. I was. Give a prediction. Give a lineup. Give an idea of what you're thinking. Am I allowed to do that? It's off limits. You know what? No. Yeah, you are. As far as I'm concerned, you're nobody solicited you for the information. Fire away. The, right, the so lake's I, off limits. So I don't, you don't have to dive into details. So but. I don't know a ton about Lake Watery. As close as I live to it, I, I know more about the North Carolina lakes than I do South Carolina. Um, well, Jay, Jason, if you're on here, fire a prediction out there. Chris Marshall, get a life. <laughs> um. I'm going to say, it's, I, I think the weights are going to be down from what you t- normally see. Um, I don't think it'll take over 20 pounds to win. I just I just don't think, it, it, unless we don't have a ton of boats. I don't think you will have a ton of boats. Look at what happened at High Rock. Yeah, but wasn't there some other stuff going on? Again, James River, regional, you're going to lose boats to that. You got, um, well, I mean... Yeah, but that's the North Carolina guy. So the South Carolina division fishes Cherokee, the BFL regional, but that doesn't happen until like the middle of October. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm gonna watch watch the uh, prepaid list until Wednesday night, close to midnight. And we're we're in. I I have to. I have to fish that one to make the championship. So you could bypass it and leave one more spot on Norman for me. Nah. I got a fish like Norman. I know you do. Um, Lake George. I'm going to say it's going to take 18 pounds to win. Uh, the CBC champ or the CBC at uh, Watery this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that it could it could potentially take closer to 20. <laughs> This week, this week, uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to be in the mix. The weather's different. There's a lot of differences. Have you looked at the extended forecast yet? It's supposed to get decent this week and then drop off. It's supposed to rain Saturday. Is it supposed to rain Saturday? Even better. I don't know. uh, I don't know. You could be right. I think 18's a solid guess. It could take 20 or it could take 16 and a half. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to the cats that have been going on down there, but I don't think it's been taking a whole bunch of weight to win. Let's see if I can't pull up some some of that. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but uh, 
let's just put it this way. I I I can't catch. Well, if we're going off Saturday and practice, there's no way I can get any close to that. But can can you get five bites? Yeah, I got plenty of bites. Can you get five keeper bites? Uh, the ones that set the hook on were keepers. Um, but I think the biggest one might have been three pounds, maybe. I don't know how big the other ones were. That we didn't obviously that we didn't set the hook on. But here's here's my problem with watery. Every time I go down and pre-fish, I have very good days. And then I show up for the tournament and can't catch fish. If I go down there and just go fishing, it's the result seems to be a little bit better. Well, it's small enough that you can just go fishing. I mean, you can fish dam to dam in one day. It's not, it's not far. September 19th. I feel like there was another cat before then, or after then. Nope. Uh, 26th. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I mean, every time I made a prediction in a tournament, uh, there you go. Gary, Gary, uh, Gary says it took 15 to win the last cat. 15 pounds even. Alan Fletcher. I think we talked about that. You yeah. made a... I, I don't yeah, think I was think, there. Yeah, you were. Was I? Yeah, last week. Maybe it was. I don't know. So, I may be high. I mean, that's a team tournament, a smaller field. Um, and that's all the locals. Yep. So that may be a little high. I, I don't I don't know. It'll <laughs> Chris Marshall, watery sucks. I don't like watery. Chris I never, never – Chris hasn't – I mean, even when we fished together, the BFLs, we went down to practice for watery, and that lake – he does not like that lake. I, I can, like that I can lake confirm either. that. And he fishes. I mean, he knows some good stuff down there. It's just... I just... I don't like it either. I don't know. I'll keep my opinions of how to fish it to myself to get through the weekend if I decide to go down there. No, I don't... It'll be interesting to say, to say the least. Um, I'm just hoping to catch a limit and just be respectful. You're just trying to get your... Shot you're, at fifty grand, and you're trying to get your bid into Norman. Yes, yeah. uh, Sean Winters. Um, to answer your question, I don't know. Um, if Shane was here, he could give you a little bit better idea. Lake George, that's in Florida, isn't it? No, Lake George, New York. Oh, so if you were going to New York this time of year, what would you be doing? Uh. The small monster had the feedback on, so this is about the time um, I've been on St. Clair. Hopefully, you have. If you're going out on the, I don't know anything about Lake George. I don't know how big it is, but the weather right now is always a factor. I mean, it can be the wind can shut you down in a hurry. Yep. Um, the the small mouse should be really grouped up. Uh, all those fall patterns and transitions that we used to see down here all the time that you used to read in Bassmaster magazine when you were a kid. That yeah. That don't that I don't see happen anymore. I'm gonna say they don't. Um, those smallmouth still play by those rules. They I mean they they group up and you get around them. It might take you a little while to find them, but when you when you get around them, I mean they just they bite. Yeah. I mean it's stupid. But the schools up there are so much bigger than than what we have here. They're less educated. I don't know. They know winter's coming. So as soon as it starts getting cold. They're under ice for yeah, three go, months out of the year. Nuts. 
Lady George is 32 miles long, so it's about the same as Wiley. About yeah. the same size. I don't think it has near as many fingers off. Oh, well, a lot of those lakes up there don't. Anyway, well. I don't, I don't know anything about Lake George. That's just smallmouth in general on those northern lakes. I think Lake George has a decent largemouth population. It's similar to uh, Champlain. Okay. Well, the smallmouth or the largemouth aren't going to leave the grass on those lakes. So no, fish the grass. Yeah. All right. So where are we up to now? Uh, the regionals. So. Yep. We kind of talked about that a little bit with Cherokee, but the James Rivers this week. Um, all the North Carolina guys are up there. That starts. Thursday. They fish Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, that goes out uh, just outside of Richmond, so that's going to be a long run to the Chicomany where everybody's going to finish. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. the tides are right for those guys. If they're not, that, that place could be tough. That could be a long ride for a tough bite. Um, and, and, you know, obviously you can't control the tides, so it could be uh, – you could be running – at the best time of the day, trying to get either to or from where you're headed. Or you just fish close and pray. Yeah. Um, you ever been up there? No. I haven't been on there either. Uh, our buddy John Weezy won the co-angler event up there, or co-angler. He won it as a co-angler at, in a Bassmaster Open. I know he qualified, and he's excited about it. Um, Didn't he win? Was that spring or was it fall? You know, I don't. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure when it was. He's fishing right now. If I know him. Right, is it dark out? Yeah, he's he's, he's probably coming, coming off. off. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting for the guys from around. I mean, there was a guy in the store today that is from that area. And now, granted, he's much older, like much, much older. And he seems to think that he could put somebody on 20 pounds on in the James River. Multiple days. He says that there's a place that he's got that they'll reload in. But, again, it's a tide thing. Yeah. And if you can't get the tide right... The only tide, tide river or tide water experience I have is in the uh, Cooper River. Um, I fish it with my father-in-law, what we used to all the time. And, you know, that that tide water, it's crazy. Like, you know, you're used to getting up at the crack of dawn and going and fishing here. I mean, you can look at the tide charts. and huh, We're not going until yeah, 1030. Not, you just sleep in. We're not going until 9 or 10. Yep. And you go and you fish, uh, you know, the places that, that you know where the tide is right on them and then... I've I've heard I've heard the plus side to the James though is is you can go catch some good trout (laughs) if the bass fishing's bad so you could go uh, eat good anyway that's cool bring your cast net and go shrimping along the way too I wouldn't go that far but I don't I don't know if I'd be eating those what dumped out of downtown Richmond well that and (laughs) I mean throwing a cast net's fun but you don't want to do it with carpet in a boat because you'll never get that schmuck that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still getting all that catfish slime off the deck of off the front deck of my boat. Yeah, that big flathead I caught a couple weeks ago. Yeah. MLF FLW Big Five. Yeah, we talked about it already. Oh, so I don't know if my brother's watching tonight or not, but 
it just so happens to be our 30th episode. And it's his 30th birthday. And today is his 30th birthday. So if you guys are friends with him, uh, go give him a hard time. I, I think he's moping around a little bit tonight. I tell the, the electrician wannabe happy birthday. They sent me a text earlier. You know, the elevator guys are just wannabe electricians that couldn't make it, right? I didn't know that. They told me he's been wiring for a whole bunch of sensors lately. There you go. <laughs> I hope he's watching. I doubt it. He's probably in bed already. Really? Yeah, had a rough weekend. Birthday weekend? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's not married, doesn't have any kids. I'm sure he's trying to recover. Yeah. Because at 30, you're just not as young as you were at 21. But you think you are. Or at oh. least he does. Well, there you go. I didn't. No. Uh, I knew better. A little smarter than that. Yeah. Fortunately, I had a wife and kids at that point. And uh, that's when my first son was, when my first child was born, I was 30. I was a little younger than you. Yep. All right. Well, this is degrading fast. So let's talk about this fall transition stuff. Who am I to talk about anything? Well, I mean, really. I mean, you're still the 1v1 champion. I got lucky, man. I mean, well, if you were going to go out here and get lucky right now. Oh, I mean, you look at what I did this weekend and. I didn't get too lucky, but I did find out that there was someone ahead of me who happened to have 12 pounds and almost 12 pounds in a three fish tournament at Wiley. There's a three fish tournament at Wiley? Yeah, Extreme Lakes Challenge guys had a tournament out of Big Allison Landing. It took 11.46 to win with three fish. And he was the winner? And he won. And, you know, they the fish are moving to the backs. They are moving to the they backs? They are starting to move to the backs a little bit. Now, you've the bait, the bait's been there for two, three months now. I just haven't had any success in finding any fish with them yet, and the water's been up and down. Yeah, it's just it's odd out there. Is the water still dirty? There's a slight stain on the main channel, very, very slight. But so, so it looks good then. No, it's not even like what you would call good. It's just kind of yeah. It's a turnover water. I can't say yes to that. I can't say no either, but I, it's just not, I don't know. It's a little bit too dark, just too dirty for throwing topwater good. They'll still bite it, but it's not. You look at it and you're like, hmm, I want to throw a square bill, and then you throw your square bill in the water and you can see it down two foot. Yeah. It's just kind of murky water. So the only way I've ever done really well in the fall, and this is typically what I do, period in, in the fall and I either swing and miss or or you know there's no in between there's no I don't ever just go out there and catch you know whatever 10 pounds or 8 pounds right now not a lot of numbers yeah I either really catch them or I don't catch them at all yeah and it's just 100% covering water um, I don't know if you watched any of the elite event live this past week on Gunnersville, a, a brief minute. So I had a project this past week that I got stuck on. So Brandon Cobb, who's a local to the Hartwell area, um, he led the first two days. I think he had 17 pounds a day or something like that, and then he really struggled the final two days. Um, and there was a different leader on day three and on obviously on day four when Frank Talley won. 
But uh, they had a camera on Cobb the second day, and uh, he basically alternated between two topwater baits the entire time. And he said something that kind of reaffirmed what I'm talking about. He said, uh, in the fall, and this is a Carolina guy, right? So, I mean, he's applying what he knows about Carolina, or Carolina lakes to Gunnersville. And he said he felt like you can't go and win on a spot in the fall. You just have to, what you're talking about, go fishing. Oh, cover, and, I mean. And, and get on a pattern and then fish different areas of the lake in multi-day tournaments because it doesn't reload. And that's yeah. what happened to him. He, he he said on the third day, he said he was getting some bites still, but he was still fishing the same areas. And they were either missing a stopwater plug because they'd already seen it, or they were little, the ones that were getting it. And the guy that won, Frank Talley, uh, there was a fog delay Saturday morning, and he actually stopped on a place he hadn't fished all week, and he caught a five-pounder. Like it was five and change. It was a big fish for the day. He basically won a tournament right there. I think he caught three fish and had like 12 pounds. And then he ended up catching, you know, he caught the biggest bag of the tournament with 18 and change on the final day. But those guys were, were, uh, you know, changing throughout, throughout the tournament and throughout the, I mean, they might fish one area one day. Like the guy that led the, I'm sorry, the guy that led the first day was not Cobb. A local, Kyle Welcher. Kyle Welcher. And he was someplace I've been to Gunnersville seven or eight times, I think. I have no I don't, I have no idea where he was. It almost looked like Pickwick. He I mean he was fishing like uh walls and it was somewhere in the river. Walls in the river, concrete, barriers. I mean it, it did not look like the well, it just miles goes, and miles and miles of grass that you usually see from like Gunnersville. But see, you just said something that people get sucked into everybody thinks oh you go to Gunnersville you gotta fish the grass this time of year yeah well I think if if I'm not mistaken most of the leaders most of the guys that were in the top their primary pattern had nothing to do with the grass I don't think they had a primary pattern period except again burn their trolling motor batteries uh, again cover water it's not like you're gonna go pick I'm gonna go flip that grass mat and sit there and work your uh, way through it uh, it wasn't Welker, it was the uh, the other younger guy. And this is what's so hard about it is because, for me to to remember this stuff, because if you look at the top ten at Gunnersville, I mean, some of the guys, you know, were up there. Like the, I'll call them the legends, or we want to call them the, the guys that are, are household names for bass. Well, but, yeah. But overall... It's it's like a changing of the guard right now. I mean, there's a bunch of young guys. Um, Frank Talley, I think it might be a rookie. Or it might have fished last year, maybe. Is it a changing of the guard, or is it you've got the guys who can catch fish in prime conditions, and then you got the grinders? Well, that's a good question. You know, I, because... I, I mean, this is the first time that those... I don't want to say the first time, because those guys obviously, before they got there, probably fished the same way that most of us and our viewers do they just go when they can um well take todd for example todd finished like 27th i think so yeah he had a top 50 and the first day he was in second place for until later on in the afternoon yep and we well, caught him quick he and, had 12 pounds real fast on the second day and todd's very much a grinder yeah 
I mean, really, if you think of it, the way Todd fishes, he's a grinder. These fall tournaments could set up for a guy like him compared to the guys that want to go sight fish or go flip grass or, or go do whatever where you 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 can't just run around spot to spot to spot. You're better off just putting trolling motor down and, and going and going and, and going and going. Pick a creek, stay in it, fish it front to back. I if, mean, that's not a bad approach, I guess. If, if somebody, if, if somebody, if something sticks out, okay, I caught a fish here and I caught a fish here in the creek, it's the same type stuff, then okay, go to the next creek and see and maybe you'll stumble on something. But I don't think, I don't think running spots is the answer. I've never been able to run spots and do well. It's always been pattern related. I mean, depends on if the fish is shallow or deep. At that point, I'm just talking about in general. I, I can't do that. You might have special secret places of with them ripped no. off out there, but I, I I have to be on a pattern. No, and I, I mean, I, but again, you predominantly fish shallow. Yeah, I predominantly fish deep. And is there a pattern to deep fishing? There is a little bit as to what they're on. But as far as you figure out what they're on, then you go run every spot that's consistent with it. That's kind of what you do up shallow, too. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you just define pattern fishing. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I, I get it. But they're not schools of fish. Up shallow? Up shallow. You're not going to go to one dock and catch ten most of the time. Uh, you might not catch ten, you might catch three or four. True. True, especially here in another two months when the water really gets cooled down. And when it when it first gets cool, those fish group up. They'll wolf pack on up up shallow, and you can catch multiple fish out of the same group. And I have yet to see that. The oh. couple days I've spent on Wiley, I've yet to see the first group of fish cruising down the bank. Yeah, well, it's been muddy. There's enough clear water, enough good areas that you could find it. I can I can almost guarantee you how good the topwater bite was on Lake Norman um, during the two day super tournament. That that's what was going on. No doubt. But I heard from one of the top ten finishers that topwater was n- a non factor for him this past weekend. That's what's good about fishing, man. You can do whatever you want. That's right. You talking about this past weekend? This this past in the in the, in Toyota, the Toyota series, series? Topwater was not a big player for you. for him anyway. Now, you know somebody may have sm- been able to smoke him on it, but he he could not really get bit doing it. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's I mean that's the only way I can catch him in the fall is just get a couple bites and then basically just keep the troll motor in the water and on high. Um, and pick, just fish what's in front of you. Pick up your toad and get to getting. I, I mean, sometimes, but uh, so I have a very large boat, and at the end of the day, in the fall, there's typically not much room to stand up there because there's so many rods laying on the front deck. <laughs> yeah, your end of day look is like Thrift's starting day uh, yeah. look. Yeah, pretty much. 30, except, 30 rods across the deck. Except his are all, you know, like space perfect and laid out. Mine are just in a pile. <laughs> yeah. Because the night before, I can't tell you how many times I'll tie something up to literally make one or two casts with it in the fall. And, and that's 
that's kind of the way that I've always approached the fall is just it's a junk fishing fish what's in front of you if there's a rock up there drag something on have the crankbait and you go to a dog fish a jig flip a lay down there's a schooling fish is, I mean is, it's just is that why that you're not really recognized until the water gets below 50 degrees I don't know I'm just I mean I'm just asking so, questions so I'll, I'll tell you this about the winter why it sets up good for me is because things happen a lot slower in the winter you're a big fella and you move a lot slower no um, patterns don't change as fast in the yeah, winter that's the true winter. so or if I get to fish once a month there's a pretty good chance that based on the water temperature I have a an okay starting spot you have an idea and, and I can put it together from there because they don't they're not changing a whole lot now as soon as it starts to warm up um, as soon as it starts to warm up and they spread out and things start changing really rapidly as the spawn approaches that's why I can't win the daggone fish off down here I just I cannot figure it out <laughs> I, can't, I just cannot do it because those fish that you had pinned for the whole that's right two months just that's right. That's right. Forrest Gump, you. That's right. Wait and, while they're riding the bus. And in the winter time, you know, not a lot is going on. Um, it's typically cold and nasty, so my kids are in the house, so I do get to go. Yeah. About every weekend to fish these tournaments, so it might take me one or two to figure it out. But then once I get a starting spot, I can typically know what to at least start and that that's just out here right i know lake wiley really well i couldn't do that on any other lake no, well just because i don't know the places and when i say places i'm talking about quote unquote like actual fishing i'm holes. gonna run to this rock and that's start right. on I'm that gonna make rock. this one cast and i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna do this that's right um basically on lake wiley i run out of time i don't run out of places to fish I, I, think where, you, I think you and I find ourselves in the same yeah, boat a lot of times. Where other places I go, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back to the place where I got two bites and just grind it out there. <laughs> What's right? next? Yeah. yeah. No, and, it's... and it, I mean, that's tough. Well, and I'm sure you've done it in the wintertime much like I have. You're running, 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 and you're like, hang, I want to go there, I want to go there, I want to go there, sure. I want to go there, and you don't have time to go everywhere. Yeah. So you just got to roll the dice and pick the one that you think is going to be right. That's right. And I mean, that just comes from 20, well, I can't say it anymore, 30, 30 years of fishing Lake Wiley. I mean, a lot's changed in those times. And a little bit changes every year. Um, I'll be interested to see um, how this winter plays out. I think with this the winter. The invasion could, of spots. Well, I think this winter could be interesting. The lake, even though they've they've posted on Duke's website, they're trying to keep the lake, you know, a foot below normal. I hope to God it's low. And if it's that low, it really, it could potentially be fun. If it if it's that low, there will be a bunch of jerkbait holes that I have not been able to fish in a long time because it has too much water on top of them. Hmm, that could be good or bad for both of us. Um, Chris says he thinks fall fishing is more area. I I believe that for sure. The thing is, it area or is it 
Well, when you say area, Chris, you might want to expound on that. Is it, Are you saying one area on the lake, or you say uh, area as in go run the backs of creeks, go run the backs of pockets, go run mid-creek pockets, go... No, so that so to me what area means, and, and we'll get Chris will get caught up here in a second because the comments are always a little bit behind, um, but to me area means, like we'll just throw out something here. So if something is going on in Big Allison from the hot hole back you might as well just stay as opposed to picking up and like oh well this is probably happening in seven oaks or yeah. this is happening in little allison or, or little allison because in my experience that's not the case no when you find them biting you catch you everyone just, you can catch you just stay and that's you know right. the golden rule in fishing you don't ever leave fish biting to find more fish right so it's even more so in the fall hey look my brother's on here now happy birthday benji Yep. I hope you heard my comment. Yeah, not yet. He'll catch up. All right. I'm going to wait. Let He'll him. have to go back and, I'm gonna wait and let him find and it. listen to it now. <laughs> Can't wait to see what I get through Messenger. Look, he even, he even updated his profile picture to Candles. That's not for his birthday. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to dive into that right now. I'll have to tell you, I won't bear some. I'll have to tell you a story about my brother when he was like six. Oh, and boy. About his 30 year old birthday. There's six years between us. All right. So, as you can imagine, uh, I didn't physically abuse my brother. You mentally abused him? But mentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so, so, Chris, I, I, I took the words out of Chris's mouth. I said, there you go. So, he's talking about. A specific area, not a pattern that hey they're in the pockets or they're in, uh, you know, steep rocky banks or or whatever, right? So you get a couple bites in the fall. Easy cover. We lost. Tell him now. Oh boy. Tell. All right. So he wants me to tell the story. Okay. All right. So a good friend of mine when we were kids. It was summertime. And, uh, my mom, uh, so first of all, growing up, our house was always the place to come hang out. Okay. It just, I don't know why. I mean, it would just, all of a sudden we'd have 10 of my friends there hanging out. So my mom, uh, would always have cheap easy meals maybe that's why I wish because she always fed them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's uh yeah that's a bonus that's a bonus cheap easy meals to feed you know six seven eight hot dogs <laughs> ten to twelve year olds right oh yeah um, this is back when you could go outside and play by yourself and your parents not worry about you that's how old that's how old we're getting no I know I was thinking I was thinking about that the other day telling my kids hey you're in the backyard you're not in the front yard <laughs> so Anyways, uh, my mom had made the the summertime staple of macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. There you go. All right. So uh, we're sitting out. I can remember it's like it was yesterday. My buddy Chris Adams, who's a fisherman, he likes to fish. Um, we always used to uh, we always used to get in arguments over uh, this. Is how simple fishing was when I was a kid. If if a pumpkin seed you tell worm was better than a June bug you tell worm. I was totally June bug. 
100%. I could see that. I could see that. Okay. He was pumpkin seed. Sometimes he'd get fancy, it'd be pumpkin seed fire tail. Remember the red yep, tail? Yep, I do. Yeah. Well, anyways, so we'd been fishing the golf course pond in TGK all day. I'm sure we'd probably been run off five or six times. Um, the marshals just eventually gave up on us. But anyway, so we get there. It's starting to get dark. My mom makes macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. And, and, and these aren't even grilled hot dogs, okay? They're boiled, boiled hot dogs. Yep. Okay. And I have to say, that's... To me, that can be the best kind. Well, it if, did, you get, if you get the right one. It didn't matter when you were 12. You're no, starving, it doesn't. right? It's, it's food. So, we're sitting at a dining room table with my brother. I'm going to say six. All right, so that would make me 12. And uh, my buddy Chris tells my my brother, Ben, or Benji, whatever you want to call him, Benji. He says, if you eat, Benji, did you know that if you eat a hot dog and macaroni at the same time, you'll turn into a dinosaur. All right. How old are your kids? I got one that's five and one that's eight. Okay. They're all about dinosaurs at one point in their life, right? They, they still enjoy dinosaurs. Okay. Mine's all about it. All yep. right. So like yep. any six-year-old that is completely about dinosaurs, what do you think my brother did? He ate I them. mean, as fast uh, as he could uh, do it. Right? He ate him some hot dog and mac and cheese at the same so, so we're sitting there eating, and all of a sudden I look over, and my brother is just bawling. I'm talking like lost his tears <laughs> drop. I mean, crocodile tears falling on the table. Oh boy! So I'm like, "What's wrong, buddy? Did you bite your tongue?" You know, I'm asking all the the questions. Trying right? to be the parent, yeah. <laughs> and he's looking down. He's crying, and finally he sucks up enough wind, and he goes, "I don't want to be a dinosaur." <laughs> <laughs> So the only thing that we could think of to make him stop crying at at six was we told him that it wouldn't happen till he turned thirty. Because when you're six, thirty's a long way away, right? That's it. Thirty year olds are old when you're six. <laughs> so today's his thirtieth birthday, and he's still not a dinosaur. And he's still not a dinosaur that we know of. Well, we can ask him. He's typing pretty good. I mean, if weird ah. stuff starts happening. You know. <laughs> No, no, he's just stuck being a wannabe electrician elevator man. <laughs> wannabe electrician elevator man. You better be careful. The pictures he just sent me, uh, he might be looking to use it here. You know, I have I, one too. He bought him a birthday present. I, I have one or two as well. <laughs> so that's one of the, uh, I guess, PG rated stories that we can tell about my brother and I growing up. But uh, needless to say, that is a that's a that's a family favorite. You know, because you've got kids. Now you've got a boy and a girl, so it's not it's not quite as interesting around your house. I don't know it? about that. It, uh, see, I don't know. I don't have a girl. I got two boys, <laughs> and I'm gonna just tell you something. Some of the things that are said, done, talked about, laughed at at our house, mind-boggling. Yeah, well, I heard about the tripod massager thing that is no longer in your house no. anywhere. No, that's no, that's that's not a that's not a that's not a story we need to dive into here. That's kind of like Fletcher asking you if it hurt when your hair fell out. Hey, I mean, you know, there's a legitimate question. Though. But but filters are, I don't think that they make filters for kids. <laughs> no, if you want to know the truth. Matter of fact, I think when you and I were growing up, they had this show called "Kids Say the Darndest Things." They did. And, you know, my kids probably would be poster children for that right now. Oh. 
So back to the fishing yep, stuff. Yep, sorry, we digress. <laughs> but you know what? We've got more viewers now than we had when we were talking about fishing. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, uh, I will never forget that for as long as I live. So when is your brother going to come up and go fishing with you? So, A, I can actually meet him face-to-face, and B, I can actually so I took, rib him in person. I took my brother to Santee when it started getting tough. Uh, the broom were still on the bed this year. That's the last time he's been fishing with me. So that was June, end of June, maybe July. I can't remember what day that was. But um, we caught a couple. Uh, Can he play golf? No. Oh. He might want to play golf, but as far as actually playing golf, yeah, it's not happening. No, I mean he would go, um, but I don't know. Is he a beer a hole, shoes off by seventeen kind of guy? Probably. <laughs> I'll tell you what he will do. He will he'll shoot shotguns. <sighs> See for me, I don't that that does not bring me joy. Gotcha. I mean personally, I'll do it. Don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, there can be a give give. I mean, he'd play golf with you if you want to go shoot sporting clays. Well. I might I might join in if I get a if I get a free minute. He just said he got his fishing license today. Wow. Like for the year or for just year. renewed it? Probably for the year or just Yeah, so he just renewed it. Okay. But Chris said uh so back to what we were talking about before, fall being an area thing, fishing what's in front of you. So Chris won a lot in the fall. He won the regional at Bugs or Kerr or Car or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's always in the fall. Um, all, well, all the regionals are always in the fall. They are, aren't they? Yeah, they're always in the fall. Always October. You know, that's that's always been funny to me. So you have to fish through this uh, process, okay? You start club tournaments, BFLs, then yep. you move up Toyota Series. And every one of those that you have to fish, your regional to make the next step is in the fall. But yet when you make it to the pro circuit, this is the first year in how many years that there's been a actual fall event? Ever. Like? I can't remember any of them. I think some of the Megabucks stuff when we were, like, kids, kids, I think fished in the fall a little bit. But that's back when there was, like, five tournaments a year. But, but again, I mean, I'm just saying you have to Because even go, when FLW was doing the Forcewood Cup, I mean, that was fished in August. You fished all year. Championship yeah. was in August. And that was, that's not fall, though. That, no. That, there's that's no that's, that's miserable, miserable, yes. as miserable as it gets. Uh, I don't know. I'm well, just, that, it's, well, it's, you know what? I take that back. They did it last year. I forget what happened. But they had to get a 10-killer last year. Because there was an event canceled because of a flood. That's right. It wasn't because they chose to go. It was a makeup event. That's right. I just, I'd like to know that from people that know, Jason, Quinn, I'm sure you're not still on here, but why would you not have, an, you know, set it up to see who's the best consistently throughout the year, not just let's pack it all in the spring and fish, you know, February through April. In May, and then you're well, done. Well, definitely, the the schedules that I've seen. Uh, well, so let's be honest. So, bass fishing's at any 
pro level sport, if you want to call it that, uh, has to have fans. Okay? And you can see other sports like football and baseball. Uh, the fans now, I, I hate what's happened to baseball, but it's all about throwing 100 miles an hour and all about hitting 600-foot home runs. That's what it's about. I agree. Football games, they want to see uh, 45 to 42 games. Okay? They want to see offense. Well, in bass fishing, offense is big bags. No, and, and I know for, for people – into fishing, they want spring fishing that because was, that was the biggest knock on Major League Fishing. Was I didn't want to watch them weigh in one pounders. It's boring. Yeah, they caught two hundred of them, but every one of them was that big. So I quit watching. And this year they instituted the two pound rule or whatever it was, and a lot of people, a lot, of, a lot more people watched. Okay, so I think, in my opinion, Bass sets up the schedules to go to the best lakes at, at the, best, the time. best time because for example that's the reason why I like to fish in the winter because I'm going to catch a big one but right? again if the elite series fished in the winter it'd be awesome it would okay. I would love it but even still okay you talk about fans sports have to have fans well how many of the guys that fish and then put up their fishing rods and go sit in a deer stand. Well, a lot of them do. Okay, but how? For me, if I go deer hunting, I'm not gonna lie to you. I play on my phone. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do. do now. You do now, but 10, 15 years ago, no, those you guys d- did. You didn't, but you do now. They just went to sleep. <laughs> done that too. Uh, I, th- I think anybody that's hunted has done that as yeah, well. For sure. But you could legitimately keep track of a fishing tournament while sitting in a deer stand. And I think this year may have opened people's eyes to what what the industry really can sustain with COVID. Sure. It's changed the game a little bit. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Okay. I, I like this, that they're having to fish in the fall. I really do. Okay. Now, I'm a true fan of bass fishing, though. Right? If, it's, if, if I have a chance to watch something live... I, I'm not going to say I'm going to sit there in front and watch it for the eight hours because i got to work. But you're going to have it on. But I'm at least going to look at Bass Track on a break or yep. you know catch a five-minute portion of the video here and there throughout the day. right? I'm, I'm involved and I'm staying in touch with it. Yeah. Um, now, I will tell you this. There is some probably marketing in it as well where they cut you off in July or August and then there is nothing until the classic I agree and then people come out of the woodwork for the classic because well but again the classic for the fishing. classic hasn't been the first term of the year for the last, for the last couple of years couple of years right. and, and so but the tournaments the only time they've ever had a real true winter tournament is when they went to Cherokee before the classic they always go to Florida in January they need to stop going to Florida in January. But, they need to go there in like April. But again, change change it up. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's the same. Well, and that, it's and the I, same content every year. And I think that's why the guys that did well this past week were not your household names because those guys that have been fishing bass or professional fishing for 15, 20 years, they have honed their skills around pre-spawn, spawn, and immediate post-spawn, and that's it. 
and a lot of them have forgotten how to grind. That's right. Um, but as far as the fans go, if you ask a you know normal run of the mill fan, hey, you want to see a hundred pounds win a tournament, or do you want to see sixty two pounds win a tournament? I'd... They're going to take the hundred pounds every day. Again, that that's you're right. Across is is our general rule of thumb, but for the true hardcore fishermen, how much can you benefit from watching now? Oh, a lot. And and, and what what you can learn from watching these pros fish right now when everything's as hard as it's going to get. Sure. Everybody says, "Oh, summer's the hard." No, no, sir. The lake is going to be the hardest it can possibly be when those fish start transitioning into a fall pattern. Well, they move. They lock move like in, crazy. But they lock in on bait. Yeah, they and just if, follow it. And if you find a bait, you can find some fish. But like Wiley right now, a lot of the fish are suspended off the bank. And really hard to catch. Because the water's been jacked with. Better get your underspin out. There, I mean, there are, there are ways of catching fish now that... Again, I haven't practiced. I haven't been fishing. I don't know. I mean, I haven't played around with different ideas, but you're right. Underspins, Jackal has a new bait, the Derricoop, which is kind of like the Little George, mm-hmm. but it's much better designed. You have those here? I do have them here. And, I mean, if you get into these fish that are really locked into the bait, you can learn by watching other people do things i agree with that and, and so and if anything i'm gonna cut you off but if anything it does for me as a fisherman uh it allows you to size yourself up to them well it makes me feel better because a lot of those guys struggle <laughs> that's right and, and it and it, it makes it it kind of brings it down to to uh kind of back to earth to make you realize that they don't not everybody goes out there and just blast them from takeoff to weigh in well, it's 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 all the sides of fishing, okay. Nobody wants to show the bad. Nobody wants to talk about the bad, right? Okay, you got high school kids coming up wanting to be professional fishermen. You got college kids striving to be professional fishermen, and all of them look at what what's out there right now. Okay, well, we got to survive February, March, April, and May. And then I got to learn how to catch smallmouth for June and July. And then after that, you're free and clear. Yeah, but smallmouth in June and July are pretty much dumb. April and May, yep. They're just dumb. They'll bite anything. <laughs> just the question is, is can you get on big enough once to right. get done? But there's no reality of bass fishing. It's all a false, okay, we're going to go catch 100 pounds this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go here and catch 20 pounds a day. Nah, it's, it doesn't work that way. Well, let me ask you this. So you want enough out here. How many tournaments have, or how many times have you gone out here on a tournament day, okay, not fun fishing, and have caught more than 15 bass? On a tournament day? Honestly, a lot. I mean, there I'm have, not talking about, I'm talking about quality keeper fish. I'm not talking about. In the last. Two, I'm not talking about two 12 inches strapped to a 6XT. No, no, no. no. In, in the last two or three years, not as many. But I can tell you, and you were there four years ago, wintertime. Wintertime doesn't count because I get wadded up. But I'm just saying, how many 20-pound bags did we cull through Oh yeah. and have 20 pounds at the end of the day? And yeah. 
dang, I wish I could have those fish again next week. And you show up, and guess what? They're still there. They're still there, and you can yeah. have 20 pounds again. Yeah. It's, well, the Christian hour fish, and I can't tell you how many times we had. They all looked exactly the same. Huskins and I literally had to get the call bar out for every yeah. fish. The same way for us. And it was like, dude, you're calling three eights, three nines, four O's. And you're and you're throwing back eighteen to twenty pounds, and you got twenty three in a live well. Yeah, but that was when they were built a whole lot different then too. I mean, those fish. But but are they? They were then. The ones I was catching were, anyways. The the infamous winter you're talking about. Uh, oh, it looked I, like every one of them had were swallowed. Footballs. Yeah, swallowed a softball but or a that basketball. Was, that was that was a year that we transitioned, much like we are right now. We had summer. It transitioned into fall. The fish got in the bait. They they stayed in the bait and. You know, you didn't fish a lot in the fall, but that fall was tough until there was a click. And when when the switch flipped, it started out 17 to 18 to 19 pounds. And then by January, it was full-blown. You better have 20-plus. Oh, I know. I had 19 or 20 every week, and these tournaments are so small. Third place doesn't get paid, so. No. No, and, and again, it's... Every year is different. Every lake, every year is different. So you can't. I mean, watery. Everybody's oh, watery's on a downfall. No, is it though? I, I don't know. I, I can't say anything. It's about just that lake. It, well, it's always on a downturn for me. <laughs> okay, Wiley Norman, are they really on a downturn, or is it just a scenario where the fish are are doing something that is out of the norm for the last four or five years for the consistent people? So. I think Lake Wiley is, and I will say this, the reason why is because for years I've said it. We fished a Special Olympics tournament out there, and it's in May. One of my favorite times to fish on Lake Wiley. Um, shad spawns tapering down, and, you know, you can pretty much do whatever you want, right, to catch fish in May because the spawn's done. But at times. I understand that. You it's like this, the last two years, you fished on Wiley. Shad spawn has been there but it's been bad but the well, fish that, have not been with it well that's what i'm saying so i that's what i was saying i think wiley is in a downturn because before if you found the shad spawn it didn't matter where it was you're gonna catch some out of it i just don't know if there's that many bass left in our lake and i'm not saying i'm good enough to know that okay but i'm just I'm, what i'm telling you is i'm getting less bites but and the ones that i do get now the mix between Rat spotted bass versus good largemouth. Good largemouth has drastically changed. So here's a question for you, and for the viewers and everybody that happens to stumble across this, and I don't do it as much as I used to, and I need to start doing it again. Do you keep a journal? Uh, I did for a long time. Okay. I do not now. Okay. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a theory out there. Then people are going to laugh at me. People make fun of me. I don't care. Whatever. This is my opinion. Take it for what it is. But if you look at what has happened at Lake Wiley for the last three years, through the spring, early spring, pre-spawn, spawn, into the post-spawn, what has happened here that had, that didn't typically happen as much three, four, and five years ago? I'm, I don't know. Okay, so... The last three years, we've had a major flood event yep. in the spring. I will agree with that. Okay, so the water's gone way, way, way up. And it usually happens 
two to three weeks before they want to go on to bed. And then they go on to bed, and guess what happens? They suck the water off the fish. They jerk the water off the fish. Okay, so when you have that happen, it already sets the fish up in a funky position. And then if you look at the graph for the for the last three or four years, the water has spiked. They've they've jerked the water up and you know it's gone up and it's come down. It's up and down. There's nothing stable. What have we learned about largemouth? They love stability. Yeah. When you when you want to catch big largemouth, the most stable conditions is key. Are the fish dead? Are they gone? Or are they really in a position that they don't show their face because they're scared to go to the bank? Uh, I think they're gone. Uh, And the reason I say that is I agree with what you're talking about with the spawn being bad. And the evidence for that is... Gar- fry, fry. Fry. There's no fry. I mean, I think I saw two balls of fry this year. I think I've seen four or five balls in the last five years total. And again, the fry and that I may. saw, the fry that I saw, weren't in the places that you go look for fry. Yeah. I mean, this is main lake, main creek yeah. docks that a so point of, dock that's got fry around it. So one of the biggest spawning places in the whole lake. Um used to be the river hills marina right down here yep right down here yep sorry we've all we've all looked at my coordinates right that way down there and in may you could go in there and that whole deep left hand side of the bank where all the lay downs used to be and natural rock and all that stuff it used to look like water spiders on the water as soon as you got past that last dock around turn all the way back to the walkways and it was fry you you do not see that anymore ever but again, is it because those fish are not using those areas to spawn because of the water situation up and down? You would see fry somewhere. I'm not. I'm not talking about just there. No, I know. I you know. would see fry somewhere, and I have not seen it because the fry cannot fry cannot live in deep water. It gets eaten by everything, and there's not enough shoreline cover for it to survive. So it either any of the, success, the successful spawns that I've seen are either getting so out of those five schools of fry I did see, they're getting obliterated by bluegill and perch. Yeah, I mean obliterated. No, I, I no, I agree completely. I mean, I, this winter is going to be a, a tell-all, I think. Well, last winter we thought that too, but the water was hot and stayed muddy the entire time. But again, we also didn't have a cold winter. No, we didn't. I and think if you look at the weather right now. So we are on track to have a, on track. a good cold winter. Yeah, we are on track. So tomorrow is supposed to be 80, and then next week it's supposed to barely get into the 70s the entire week. And I also think not having shad kill for the last three or four years yep. has kind of diminished the size quality as well because the fish aren't eating as much. Matt Queen will always say the fish are dead because he can't go run rip rap banks when it, the water's at 98 and catch them because he's burned all of his fish up that Shane showed him. There you go, Queen. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> Alright, well we always diverse in the Lake Wiley. I guess it's because we're, we're so... We're sitting here on the... We're so close to it. Take take Lake Norman for, for instance. Okay, there's the big push to kill the spotted bass. Lake Norman's been better than it had. I mean, 
it, it's been on an upswing. I haven't. I, I did not. So I will be honest. I did not fish it when it was bad. I'm not talking about when it was bad. I'm just talking about right now. If you look at the weights, despite all the tournaments, because there's a tournament out there three nights a week and two days on the weekend. The same way out here. It is. It is. But predominantly up until, what, a month ago, the weights were still fairly strong at Norman. I mean, everything's cyclical. Yeah, it's definitely going to come back. I mean, you hear biologists talk about it all the time. It, I mean, there's cycle of there's life. cycles. So, um, I just hope that some of the for the guys that haven't been out here for a long time, some of that grass that got blown around, uh, gator grass, or I'm not even sure what it is. I thought it was water willow at one point, but I don't think that's what it is. It came out of the South Fork, whatever it is. Well, it's that that doesn't have roots to the bottom though. I don't think whatever is growing in the backs of some of these places that are covered in silt, um, it's it's going to help. The problem is, is it's out of the water ninety percent of the time. Eventually, it's going to get there, though. I hope. I, I, listen, I mean, this is the first year that I've ever seen. What? It. How many years ago was that that you and I were talking and we both kind of stumbled on the same thing, running a buzz bait in the backs of grass, pockets and that it, was, running uh, it. That was four years ago. Was that four years ago? Yeah. You won a week in... What's he talking about? Anyway. No, we... We both won our fair share of tournaments for, what, three or four weeks, five weeks during uh, that I period? I can tell you, I won three of them in a row. And I think I won then, two in a row. And then I lost on New Year's Day. We was won that, every one of them in December. Was that the one that I won on New Year's Day with a buzz bait in the back of Big Alice by uh, myself? I don't know if you won that one or if Ron Farrow won that one because it was back-to-back. We had a winter trail and then we had a New Year's Day tournament. Yeah. But again, it was go run a buzz bait in the backs of the creeks. It was 60 degrees. We fished New Year's Day in shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, we only get we were only getting five or six bites a day on it. Um, but that was crazy because the fish, the class of fish that were biting that buzz bait in December, I think we were winning by like three or four pounds. I can't remember. I'd have to call Christian and ask him because I never forget when I dug it. I was like, "What are you gonna do with that?" I was like, "I'm just gonna try." And I literally caught one. It was like six pounds. I was like, like, I'm going to throw this for a little bit longer. Yeah. And I think I called everything. Or by the end of the day, we both had called everything everything that was out in the boat. And we only had two buzzbaits in the boat. (laughs) Well, I mean, January, you're you're not really looking for a buzzbait in January. Well, it was December. Or December. Either way. It was definitely December. Um, Traditionally. Now, listen, when I put the boat in the water Saturday morning and looked at the water temperature was 70.8, I'm like, dang. We're already, like, fall top water's going to fade quickly if this yeah, keeps up. It will. And, I mean... Well, you say that, but there is a big difference between... So we'll just take 60 degrees, for example. There is a big difference in the 60-degree water temperature if the water's falling to 60 degrees 
versus it warming to 60 degrees. That's right. So when the water's cooling down, you can legitimately catch fish on top water well into the 50s. 55, 54. When the water's cooling. Now, yep. when it's warming up, you can forget it. It's got to be 60, period. Yeah. I mean, and it's got to stay there. Yeah, it's right? not like, oh, the graph says it's 60 degrees. Let me bust get a throw a No, yeah. Yeah. no, it's it's good. you got to have a couple right. of days. I mean, you got to think about it at your, at your house, right? I mean, if it's been cold for a long time and it finally warms up, you don't just walk outside with shorts on. I mean, it's still... You know what I mean? It's uh, us big fellas. We kind of well, do. Yeah, I, I mean, I wear shorts year round, but anyways, uh, the I'll fish. never, I'll never forget it being 18 degrees in the morning. Jason Quinn comes walking to pay for a winter trail tournament in flip flops and fished in flip flops. Yeah, well, that's Quinn. He just does that. I could. I mean, I couldn't do that. Hmm. Jason Lane got on here. Yeah. There you go. What's up, Jason? One v one guy. As soon as Shane gets back, we're gonna go ahead and get that out of the way. It's time to figure it out. Pass the belt off, and I don't know. I might be able to hang on to it. We'll see. I hope so. If a Gadkin guy comes down here and beats you on Lake Wiley, you'll never hear the end of it. That just means I'll have to go up there and beat him. So let's. So so there are no rules on this. So we make them up as we go. So let's talk about that. If you lose. You get the do you get the right to a rematch before he gets to accept another challenger? I mean, I will. I would say yes, seeing as how there's two fairly strong names on the back of that belt and one okay. mediocre. All right, well, we're just gonna write in a rule book. If you lose, you get it. I mean, you, you're the Don King of this whole thing, so <laughs> come on. <laughs> if you all right, well, if you lose, then uh, Jason, a little tough right now is an understatement, buddy. Yeah, so if you lose, or whoever loses with the belt, there you go. He said it right there. Yes, he does. All right. This could go on forever, because technically, if you take it back, then he gets the right <laughs> for a rematch immediately. <laughs> yeah, but we can't, I mean... This is like tag when we were kids. You just stand still and tag. just tag back. <laughs> tag back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't... We gotta... We gotta we got to preface that. I mean, there's got to be something. I one, mean, of y- one of y'all get tired of it. There's, There's got to be a little bit of, you know, Mike Tyson or Ali or, any, you know, I don't know. Mike Langford. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I might not want to have another shot at it. I might want to pass that belt on and... Don't give me that. You're riding around with that thing in your back window. The only reason why it's in my back window is because I'm too lazy to bring it back into the store. Whatever. If y'all see David riding down the interstate with the belt sticking in his back window... Fortunately, you'll never see me on the interstate. I don't go that way most days. So. Give him a give him a honk. And, there you go. And, and uh, best of three. That's what we'd do. Murray, 1v1 in December. Chris, I was born, but it wasn't yesterday, buddy. <laughs> I, I'll go down there and fish 1v1 even if I don't have the belt. I just want to go. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go, but come on now. 
I mean, Chris Marshall probably got the strongest record on Murray compared to anybody in December, January, February. Uh, he, I would agree with that. But this past year, Chris was pretty upset with Lake Murray. But again. I talked to him a couple of times. Again. Look at what happened at Lake Murray. Look at the cycle. Things change. The water changes. You know? Jason Land. Ooh. Now that I might entertain. Instead of Jason taking me, he'd go to Murray instead of Baden. If Baden gets muddy, there's there are giant fish in Baden. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I've heard that. I mean, huge ones. I've heard that. If Baden gets muddy when it's cold, I think you and I should ride over there to Baden sometime and go fish one of Jason's tournaments and see if we can't snag his lunch money. Saying I couldn't beat him. I'll go. We'll try anything once anyway. Well, that brings us into another thing. We did. We talked about it. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I want to get some feedback from some people. Not that I think that Lake Wiley needs another tournament. Trail. Trail. I think that there needs to be an option for the guys that don't want to fish on Sunday that would like to fish Saturday. So... Rusty Hooks Bay and Tackle is looking at putting together a, some would call, high roller winter trail tournament. Only high beca- roller. Only I'm out. Well, the entry fee is $100. Oh. Um, we've thought about doing $50 with a $40 side pot or $50, you know, do 60 and 40 or something like that to make it feasible for people. But put a comment in and see what you think. I want to get some feelers out there because uh, we're on the borderline of pulling the trigger for a winter trail on Saturday. Um, Not to take away from Mike Stone's Sunday winter trail. I just think that there are enough people that don't fish on Sundays for church or various other reasons that would like to have a Saturday option. I have one request. What's that? If we fish on Saturday. Print out a payout and post it? Well, that'd be one request. Okay. Can we please start at Safe Flight? Yes. Well, there's none of this. We're going to go at 7.30 when all the fish quit biting at 7.15. Okay. At least until 11. <laughs> well, when they stop biting at 9 for a little while, that's when everybody can stop and drink their coffee and take a nap. There you go. There I'm, you go. I'm there. I, yeah, I don't have to make a comment, but as long as we don't have basketball games on Saturday... I'll be there. And I can I'll, even help hold the basket. I'm hoping that well that's see that's again, Brandon and I have talked about this back and forth. I respect Brandon for being a father and putting his kids basketball first. And if that comes up, I'm gonna fall in line to run all of it. But if Brandon's kid cannot play basketball this I'll year, then you. Brandon and I are gonna put something together. I'll help you. I think. Um we're thinking that we're yeah. going to start in the beginning of December and end very early February. So, so that, that we, way do- we don't interfere with any of the... Because it is a Saturday, that way we don't interfere with any of the bigger stuff. You know, you might have the week before the fish off, there there might be a CBC. I mean, if we stop in February, we're going to have to stop first or second week. Right. I'm just waiting to see what the schedule looks like to sneak a, a final tournament in there. I'll we'll have to get Reed out of bed on Saturday. 
Well, I'm sure Reed will be down. He's good for one fish a day anyway. He usually catches a big one too. And it is, yeah. I've seen several big ones Reed's caught. That's sorry, sucker. So we split up uh, when Thomas had the top 60, which I'm kind of – I wish he would do that again. I, I enjoyed those tournaments. Well, Thomas Thomas uh, got mad because I made a – I said something about him running the high school tournament out of the same ramp the same day. Gotcha. As the, and he took offense to what I was saying, and it wasn't meant to be offensive. So Reed and I fished the uh, winter trail out here together this past year I guess for the past two years and uh, my dad wanted to fish the top 60 events so we fished those together um, and the second one was on Lake Wiley and Reed fished with uh, Maurice so we split up and we got in both of them the winter trail and the top 60 tournament he beat me by point zero one in the winter trail Mm-mm. and point zero two on the top 60 scales. <laughs> but I got to get some kind of mulligan. I actually won more money than he, did, than he did. You know why? Big fish. I fished by myself. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. My dad hurt his back at work, so I was solo. He had to split his money. Um, I didn't have to split mine. There's Jody. So Jody and Chris are in. I don't know. If, I, Chris may show up. If Jody's coming, Chris is coming. They might be together. Very, they very possibly could be together. I don't know. I think it could be interesting. I think some of the Norman guys will come down. Well, the the Norman Winter Trail doesn't fish every weekend. Well, not every Saturday. That's right. And and really, truly, if you, I did it this spring, Brandon. I think did you fish any? You may have fished one of my. I did. Well, yeah, we fished. Reed and I fished one. We won one of them. Yeah, here. and and so on a hundred dollar entry fee, didn't you win like eleven hundred dollars? Um, uh, no, there was only seven boats that day. Okay, or nine. Well, boats but that again, day. We so still you won, still would have. Well, we won everything that was so. Yeah, we did. I'm sorry, we did win eleven hundred dollars because we had big fish, side pot, and first place. So. Mike Seawright won a couple. He won a couple, and he won eleven and twelve hundred dollars. So, really and truly, there's there could be some money to fish for this winter. Yeah, and and I might have to, uh, I might have to see what I can get the store to chip in. Um, he'll bring that. That's what I, I figured out would be the case, Jody. Well, bring Chris along, too. He could use his noggin thumped a couple times. Chris, I love you, buddy. Anyway, something we're putting out there. Some thoughts. See what everybody thinks. All right, so it's officially official. It's officially. Or is it officially a rumor? It's officially out there. We'll put it that way. All right. I'm sure my phone will blow up in the next two days. Mine just died, so. It's probably good for you. Um. With that, I think it's time to take this thing home. Sign her out. Oh, that's my job. That's your that's your cue, not mine. Rusty hooks live. Where our hooks may be rusty, but our points are always sharp. That's right. Winter time. Freaking Game of Thrones fans. Winter's coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> All right, guys. We will uh, see you next week. Um, probably will not have Shane. 
again because he'll be at Chickamauga. But maybe we'll get him a dial in or something. We'll do something, Chris. Uh, I know you cut your teeth on Wiley. But the problem is, is everything you cut your teeth on silted over. It'll be a learning experience for you, buddy. <laughs> you better be careful. You're going to end up I'm, with him one. You know one. what though? Let's. I want him to come. I want him to come. I miss seeing Chris tournaments around here. <laughs> Even though he did win a lot, I missed it. All right, we're gonna call this a night. Yeah, we have to. I got pork chops waiting on me, I think. Oh, man. Terry Herman, any of you Hickory guys, uh, Annette or Chad or what's his name? Chad, Chad, wait. I don't know. I'm sorry. I lost the name. Somebody let Terry Herman know he won. I'll send him a message. Let him know he won the, the jig uh, the jig package from the Catcher, Catcher Lures. Lures. Giveaway. Thank you, Jody, for uh, throwing something out there for the fans. And... Um, Stop by and see us at Rusty Hooks if you need catcher jigs. We are loaded fully down. Stocked. We're not. We're pretty well fully stocked, but I got a lot more on the way. Okay. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Check us out on uh, YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe. Uh, if you YouTube? miss us here, we are on YouTube. How did I? I guess I missed that. Yeah. All thirty. Well, all twenty-nine episodes. I think we need thirty. That. Will be up tonight. That gives me some ideas. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. That gives me some ideas. All right. Uh, we might yep. have to Rusty Hooks Live uh, on YouTube as well and you can find us on your favorite podcast player I don't list them all anymore because there's so many of them I get, well I get a notification every other week that somebody else has picked us up so believe it or not that's actually where we get most of our viewership from listenership listenership I think, it, it po- I think podcast status no offense but I think it's because they have no idea what we look like that's probably why they're on That's there I mean. and not on video. <laughs> That's what I mean. Good night, guys. Thank you. <laughs>